next on BYU Sports Nation, beware the wounded animal. How BYU football changes everything in one game. Blaine Fowler and David Nixon on where the defense will be better and what a win against Boise State would do. Plus, BYU women's hoops already tops in the West Coast Conference and the Jimmer Fredette experiment rather continues in New Orleans. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Show number 300, BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, October 21st, I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. You know what I watched last night, Jerem? Monday Night Football. Nice. Too late. Okay. I was going to say, did you watch The Bachelor with your wife? <laughs> is The Bachelor even on? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think it's on. Is it a anyway. thing still? Yes. We are anxiously awaiting the next season of The Bachelor. Good Not for you. anxiously awaiting. Brett Kiesel, fear the beard. Mm-hmm. I swell with pride every time I see that guy play football. Fear like, the he's, beard. He's a BYU guy, and he has... The most epic from beard Gray in Bull, all of Wyoming. pro football. Yeah. Is that where he's from? The right. guy from Wyoming. Still playing at a high level for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He almost wasn't on the Steelers this year. I know. They signed him late. Had an interception last night. Ball that he kinda... tipped, bounced off the receiver's hand, and came back to him. No, it bounced off his teammate's helmet. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it stoinked around a my, little bit. My then... wife was like, he runs fast, actually. <laughs> wow. The other number 99, right? Yeah. J.J. Watt, of course, playing for the Texans. Who's that guy? Yeah, the MVP candidate. One of my favorite moments in BYU Sports Nation history, as we and talked it's, about. And it's been a long 300 history. shows. Yeah. It was during an interview we did with Brett Kiesel last year. We asked him about The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, we're like, what happened to your character in that? If you recall, <laughs> the national anthem happens, you know, and Bane comes out and whatnot. So he's one of the players in that game. And we're like, what happened, man, to your character? He's like, oh, it got blown to smithereens. He died. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. Without even, like, flinching. Oh, yeah. yeah, I got blown to smithereens. I really want to know the backstory of that character. How we got there, you know, is it based on Brett's actual life? You know, that, that was fun that he was in that movie. That's a really cool scene. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag. I don't hashtag. know. You just, you just said that a bunch of people, like, exploding in a football field was a really cool scene. I wasn't saying that. Oh, okay. Come on. Okay. Just got to... No, that's not what I just said, Jeremy. okay? That is not what I that just Brett said. That Brett Kiesel was in the movie was cool, It was right? awesome. The people blew up on a football field. It was epic, that's man. What, that's what I heard. Oh, okay. The CGI was really well done, okay? That's what I heard, <laughs> Do you feel in charge? Yeah. I do feel in charge, yes. Bronco Mendenhall, do you feel in charge? Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. What remedy would you prescribe for BYU football? At Graham Orm. BYU football needs to watch a Walking Dead marathon to learn how to keep <laughs> opponents from coming back alive after we take a big lead. BYU's second half leads, double four, digits. A 14-point lead against UCF in the second half. A 15-point lead in the second half against Nevada. I love how you said that. At Graham Orm. <laughs> You should do that the whole show. No. <laughs> For no. every Twitter handle. It's the Eeyore. Jerem Jordan. It's the Eeyore voice. BYU Sports Why Nation bother. simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. 
Topic one. A wounded animal. Three straight losses. Not surprisingly, will expose some issues within any team. Doesn't matter the sport. BYU football particularly. Frustrated coaches. Frustrated players. Frustrated fans. Everybody hurts. Everybody hurts. I was hoping you that would do that. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hurting listening to that. (laughs) Yes, you're not making it better. Wow. The point is, there is frustration on multiple levels. Yeah, there should be. That's probably a good thing. Who's happy right now? I know it's a good thing. Who's like, yeah, three-game win streaks. Amazing. Three-game win streaks are awesome. Lost streak. Three-game losing streaks are not awesome. Three-game opposing win streak. (laughs) Yes. There are increasing doubts, particularly around injuries, which creates an inconsistent level of play. People are like, how come BYU can't put together four quarters? Injuries. Losing those double-digit second-half leads by 14 at Central Florida. You're up 15 against Nevada at home last Saturday night. Then players begin to question themselves, question each other. Our good friend Ben Criddle calls it the pie pie chart of blame. Where do you place the blame? Mm. The blame game begins. I hate the blame game. I know. It's pointless. No situation is so bad that complaining about it won't make it worse. Okay? Just try harder, okay? Try and fix it. Michael Elisa talked about that yesterday on what his team needs to do in his mind to fix the issues that are prominent. Guys need to be in the film room longer than they are right now. Uh, Guys need to spend more time learning the defense and just knowing exactly what their assignment is so they can play faster. I think if we can get to executing uh, more soundly, then they'll solve a lot of our problems that we're seeing right now. Did Michael Elisa go to the school of Bill Belichick? <laughs> we'll have to ask him about that. Uh, we just need to, uh, you know, defend better and uh, play better. Well, again, that's that's it's somber uh, yeah. because BYU's lost sooner. I get it. We'll have Michael on later this week in BYU football all access. I guarantee his voice will not be like this when you start. We, we're going to tease him about that too. The mental errors that are happening, and and maybe that deals with spending more time watching film. Maybe you would think that some of that gets cleared up. The untimely penalties. It seems like every time BYU has a penalty, it's on a third down, you know, or it extends a drive. Okay, then, then there's breaking team rules. We learned about Sione Takitaki. He was either late to or, or missed a meeting. Bronco didn't specify. But he couldn't play because he, he broke a team rule. He was a playmaker against UCF. He was so, the best pass rusher. So if you watched Countdown to Kickoff, you saw that he was in street clothes and wasn't warming up. And so it was like, huh? Like, is he injured too? No. Yeah, it was like, crap, man. Yeah. One more guy. Another guy not playing for some reason. Well, Michael, and there's this growing concern now. Who are the leaders? Who's going to step up? Who's going to make sure that these things don't happen? And these people need to be on the field. Craig Bills is the leader, but when he's not on the field, other guys need to lead on the field. Who is it? I don't know the question or the answer. Michael Elisa, in his Bill Belichick tone, spoke (laughs) about Sione Takitaki. You know, I, I don't think that that reflects at all on, on the team. I think that, that was uh, just a small mistake of, of one individual. And, uh, you know, I've, t- I've spoken with him. I don't think it'll happen again. Um, but, no, in terms of the team overall, guys are just starving for, for some, some redemption. Starving for some redemption. Well, that sounds like a movie trailer. One team starving for redemption. This Friday in Boise. Yeah, and guess what? Fixing the problem begins with just beat Boise State in Boise. 
Easy, right? Yeah, super easy. They never lose up there, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 88 and 4 since 2000. Boise State is 88 and 4. BYU has lost twice in Boise. 04, 2012 by one One point point each game. Missed field goal in uh, 04 and then 2012, of course. You have the goal line stand, which was great. Uh, But then, of course, Taysom Hill scores a touchdown in relief of an injured Riley Nelson. BYU goes for two and no bueno. That 37-yard missed field goal by Matt Payne still haunts me. I was on my two-year LDS mission trip, Mm. so I missed that one. Boise State was ranked. BYU had started one and two. They lost to USC coming up. They had a really difficult schedule to begin the year. But uh, they lost to Stanford. They lost that to USC at home. They go on the road to Boise State, who's ranked. This isn't going to make it better. Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll get there in just a second. There's a reason that I'm bringing up these opportunities. Okay, what would a win in Boise mean for BYU? Look, forget just stopping the bleeding of the wounded animal. You beat a team that has a 95% win percentage since 2000 at home, and BYU completes the best surgery ever. You're the guy that has a ruptured appendix, and then the next day is running a 10K. Okay, that, that's the type of recovery we're talking about because of who Boise State is and the confidence that BYU could gain if they could figure out a way to beat the Broncos on their home field. Yeah, I know it's a huge if. But if BYU, is, it, is it that big an if? Like, Boise State's not a world beater. They are not, but they're tough they got, at home. That's the problem. Yes, but this is not Chris Peterson. This is not your This is not your uncle's Boise State. This is a different kind of Boise State team. They're vulnerable. They gave up 46 points to Nevada. Granted, BYU put up 35. Like, BYU can hang with Boise State. I know they've got issues, but the real issue with BYU, the real issue, the issue, injuries. If BYU can get a couple of guys back healthy, if Jamal Williams can play, Alani Fu, Craig Bills. I like BYU's chances a lot in Boise. Let's look at Boise State's schedule at home this year. Okay? They beat a very, a very good Colorado State team by 13. That's Colorado State's only loss. They dominated Louisiana Lafayette 34-9. Raging Cajun! They beat Fresno State 37-27. Fre- Fres- yes. Okay, so there's, there's the... Last Friday. Huh? What was that score again? 10-point game, 37-27 right? against mm. a... Fresno... I mean, not, Fresno, yes, I, I wouldn't even call Fresno good. State mediocre. They're just yeah. they're a bad. I'm football telling team. you, Boise State's vulnerable. Their best receiver is, uh, I believe, out for the year, Matt Miller. BYU beat this team by 17 last year, but that was Matt Taysom Hill. I realize that. Boise State. Th- this is not the same kind of Boise State team. Like, I obviously BYU is going to have to play really well to win this game. Boise State is similar to Nevada. They have a better, better defense. Than, yeah, they have be- a better defense, but their offense is not as good as they, Nevada's. They can be terrible. Boise State was terrible against Air Force. Boise State hung with Ole Miss in the first game. Ole Miss, obviously, uh, number three in the country now, really good. It, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. If BYU can pull off this win against Boise State, they will win the next three games, regardless, to me, at Middle Tennessee. You're not going to lose to Middle Tennessee if you beat Boise? By week. UNLV. UNLV and Savannah, Savannah State. State. So you could win four in a row. And guess what? You'd be eight and three. I thought the sky was falling. If BYU beats Boise State, they'll win the next three and be eight and three. BYU is... Uh, four, you'd go four wins, three loss, four wins. Headed into surgery this it week. It could happen. Ruptured appendix. No, Boise They're State hurting. is. They're going to get surgery. Okay. If the surgery goes well, 
BYU beats Boise State. All of a sudden, a four-game win streak becomes very feasible. You're 8-3 and three going into Cal with a chance to have one more win than you have each of the last two seasons. Yes. If BYU wins nine games this year, I will be ecstatic, given all the stuff that's happened. And, and, and it starts with Boise State. Now, if you lose to Boise State, you're 500, lost four in a row. I still think BYU wins the next three, but I'm not sure about Cal, and then we'll see who the bowl matchup is. Get healthy. That's what BYU Huge needs to game. do. I mean, a, a, as big as you thought Nevada was, Boise State's even bigger. BYU, hopefully, will have three of their top four players back. They're not getting Taysom Hill back for the rest of the season, but the other what? three, uh, they are a hopeful status. Listen to what Bronco Mendenhall said. I would put all three of those guys in the same category. Um, so I'll list them as hopeful, but um, I won't get the full report probably till tomorrow. It'd be nice to have them all, but man, the way things are going, better for us to plan on none and then be surprised if we get them. Craig Bills, Alani Fua, Jamal Williams. If all three of those guys play and BYU has almost beat Central Florida, sorry, UCF, and Nevada, why can they not beat Boise State? They can. They need, they need Craig Bills and Alani Fu and Jamal Williams. They do. Twitter question today. What remedy would you prescribe for BYU football? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Tasha Lynn 19. Or in Jeremy's voice. Unrelated At to Tasha it. Lynn 19. Way to pretend you aren't interested in watching Chris the Farmer find love. It starts in January, FYI. Hashtag The Bachelor. Hey, thanks, Tasha Lynn. <laughs> Let's talk about football. You know what I'll be watching in January? BYU men's volleyball <laughs> and basketball. <laughs> At low pointers, wear ski boots for cleats, blinders on the secondary, <laughs> and stop players from lubing up their arms before the game. Okay. This, this by far today has been the snarkiest the response The most negative response ever. Of, of all time. <laughs> on the, uh, of all 300 shows. At CPB24, reduce the game from four quarters to two. Now stop it, okay? I'll take two great quarters. I really will. Because in, in a couple of games, BYU had a great second quarter. Had they had a great third quarter as well, the game's ever win, win the game. Yeah. yeah, can we choose when those two quarters are? <laughs> Who cares when they are? If you have two great quarters, to expect four consistent, awesome quarters, come on. That's too much. At Mari Vitur, that's M-A-R-I-V-T-U-R. I'm not sure if I said that right. But... Time, it heals all wounds. And Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> this BYU's is not the got Boise State Friday. <laughs> BYU's got to play. At C. David Mack, assignment football. Yes. Nothing more. Know your job and do it. Agree. It's, Stamp of approval. Best tweet thus far. It's too simple. <laughs> also trending in BYU Sports Nation, former Cougar Brett Kiesel, the beard, in Pittsburgh had an interception last night in a win over the Houston Texans. BYU football will be on ESPNU with a 30-minute all-access show tonight, 6 Eastern, 4 Mountain. Don't we have all-access on BYU football every day here? Every day? Uh, Every couple days, yeah. All right. Women's basketball, college sports madness. Some honors for BYU basketball. David Nixon is up next. BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B, like we do every weekday, pretty much. Follow the show on Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. After further review is tonight, Spencer. That is correct. It's one of the best hours on television. 8 Eastern time on BYU TV. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and our next guest, 
David Nixon. Yeah, we're going to ask David on, on uh, what a win over Boise State would do for BYU season. He lived a similar situation in 2006. Our Twitter question today, what remedy would you prescribe for BYU football? At Josie Elisa. May or may not be related to Michael Elisa. Brother. To promote concentration, my son's kindergarten teacher says, quote, hocus pocus. And the kids reply, everybody focus. Couldn't hurt. <laughs> well, that... <laughs> it, might, it might hurt. I don't know. <laughs> that that happens know. at BYU football practice. Yep, I'd be a little worried. Uh, yeah. Speaking of after further review, one of the stars of the program, David Nixon, back on BYU Sports Nation. David, what is going on, my friend? Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go, man. What's the first thing that needs to be fixed on BYU's defense? Confidence. It, it, it all comes down to confidence. I think this BYU team with the, with the depth problems they've had as far as injuries go, uh, this young defense has been lacking confidence. And I tell you what, after three straight you know, losing games, that, that confidence really st- starts to, uh, to, to kind of lack. And, and I think what these guys need is, is to regroup. Um, the leader on defense, Craig Bills, is coming back this week. Uh, so it'll be good to have him back and, and, and help lead his guys. But, man, I, I tell you what, it's, it's one of those times where you really are humbled. I mean, you, you look back to three weeks ago, or three, three games ago, I should say, um, when they were riding high on that bye week, uh, you know, ranked in the top 20, um, you know, Heisman Trophy candidate, you know, Taysom Hill, things like that. And then you lose three straight and you really are humbled. And, and it's, it's a time where it's kind of now them versus the world. And, uh, you know, all the BYU fans, you listen to all the talk shows this week, everyone's just up in arms about what's happened and everyone's fed up with, with uh, you know, players, coaching staff, everybody. And I can tell you as, as a team, as part of a, two teams that went one and two to start the season um, and, and having the same stuff thrown at us, it all becomes you against the world. And, and you really have to your buddies, your teammates, the guys you've been, you've been working out with all summer with, the guys that you set all these goals with. And, uh, you know, some of them have, obviously some of them haven't come to fruition, but you have to reset goals and you have to look towards one, each, look towards one another and you just have to go out there and play for each other. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a weird spot to be in, um, you know, as, as far as records and, and kind of you don't have a ton of support at this point. Uh, but I'll tell you what, rallying off, you know, eight, eight wins in a row, uh, or how many, how many games are left, uh, let's see, seven, six, um, then, you know, that changes everything. That changes the perspective. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I think the biggest thing is just gaining that confidence because I think that BOE defense right now, those young guys are just – they're just struggling. Um, you know, I, when you go out the field, you have to believe that you can beat the person in front of you. And if you don't, you're going to get burned every time. Uh, and so I think the leaders of the this, of this defense, coaches, everybody has to pitch in and, and, and just instill that confidence in those players. And, and when they do, they go out there and execute. And, and man, they come out of, come out of a, a road win at Boise State could definitely, definitely turn the season around. David, you talked about uh, what you went through in 2006-2007. In 06, BYU is 1-2 with John Beck and Curtis Brown and Johnny Harlan, a really talented team. And David good Nixon. And David Nixon. <laughs> okay? You lose at Boston College in double overtime. You had lost a tough game at Arizona to open the season, had a win over Tulsa. Then you go to TCU, who was ranked 16th, I believe, at the time. Nobody's given BYU a shot to win that game in Fort Worth. You win that game, and it changes the entire course of the season. I'm drawing parallels now with this opportunity for BYU to go and do the same thing against Boise State. How do you see it? I, I see the same thing. you, you got to back up a moment, though, because before TCU, BYU went to Utah State, 
and uh, uh, so we played Utah State at home and beat them thirty-eight to zero. Oh, that's right. right. So, that's right. Okay. So, so that's exactly what I'm talking about. It, that game right there was the game that instilled that confidence back in and said, "Hey, we're a legit team. We're we're good defense. We shut them out. Um, you know, we, we we can go on and and have a special season still." And and so you're now riding two and two in that TCU game, and then we go in there and. And once again, people have kind of written us off. Uh, we're playing a you know top fifteen team in TCU, and we're able to come in there and and really rely on uh, just each other because everyone else in the college football world had, had basically said there's no way, there's no chance. Um, and so we, I remember, I remember that game as if it was yesterday. We 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 fought we fought hard, uh, and and I remember that locker room celebration it was one of the coolest locker room celebrations we ever had. We were, man, it was it was special. Coach Menhall was up on the stand just going nuts. Um, and, uh, and I, I really do see the, some parallels there with with this week's game at Boise State. I mean, I think if they could go in there and win that game, uh, man, it would be it'd be a season changer and and really hopefully propel them for for the rest of the season on on a, on a good foot. Because right now things are looking bleak and, and things are down, but not all is lost. I mean, they, they really could come out here and salvage this and be five and three, and then you know they've got a favorable schedule from here. But it's a tough opponent, and uh, I think this is one of those signature wins that BYU needs for this season, uh, not only for the fans but for the players, because uh, obviously there's a lot of seniors on this team, and they're going to look back at the season. I think a win at Boise State uh, where it really turned the team around would be one of those memories that these guys will look back on forever. David, why is BYU giving up 30-plus points a game right now? Man, I, you know, I really think it's, it's due to the uh, lack of experience. Um, and then, you know, obviously we, we, we say injuries, and injuries are part of the game. But when you, when you really do look at Lonnie Fua and Craig Bills, your, your two studs that have been out the last few games. Bronson Kafusi missed quite a few games there. Um, and, then, and then just the secondary, uh, you've got a lot of guys that have been shuffled around. And, of course, Jordan Johnson breaks his arm. There's just a lot of inexperience. And, and you know, the secondary has had their problems, but – then you got to point the finger also at the front seven for not getting pressure on the quarterback, and you're leaving your secondary out to hang back there. So I, I don't know. I think it's a combination of of all that. Um, and then once again, I, I keep pointing this, keep talking about this, but this confidence factor is is huge. I mean, it's huge. I I, I remember back in 2000, you know, six through 2008. My, my really my last three years there, our defense we had the confidence that if our offense turned the ball over. Um, or if, if you know special teams gave up bad field position, we were so confident we go out there on the field and know that hey we're going to get a three and out here, or uh, you know we're going to cause a turnover and get the ball back in our offense's hands. And, and and it was just that you know everyone mentioned this word swagger, but it really was is that swagger that we had uh, to go out there and, and and do what our coaches told us to do. We knew they put us in the right position, um, but we just had to go out there and, and do it. And uh, you know, when you look at the film this year, because of the lack of experience in these young guys, and I think a lot of them are trying to do too much. Um, you do have a lot of guys that are out of out of gap, out of position, and uh, this three-four defense is is one that is built upon you having to go out there and, and execute uh, your assignment, but you know, hoping that your your buddy right next to you is executing his assignment. Because if not, there's a gap open, and we and we saw that looking back on the film against Nevada. Man, there were some there were some plays where, where guys were running up the field, creating big gaps for for Fajardo to run through, um, and and you know secondary not, guys not getting over in time to help. Sometimes the outside linebackers weren't dropping to the flats in time. I mean, there's just a lot of you know misassignments, and, and not necessarily these guys are doing it out of um, you know uh, out of spite of the coaches or they don't want to do it. I think it's just them maybe trying to do too much, and when you try to do too much. You're trying to make a play, and you're not necessarily doing it within the defense, uh, and then it hurts the defense overall. If Alani Fua 
and Craig Bill's play against Boise State. Is that automatically an injection of confidence enough to BYU, put BYU in a more competitive position, or is it more than that? I, I think I think it's both. I, I think no doubt it's you know some confidence with those guys. Now you have Alani Fui yelling at his front seven, let's go, you know, and Craig Bills is the one making the checks in the back. Um, I, I think for those younger players, they look for some type of solid anchor to look to and, and to kind of lean on for that leadership. And when both those guys are in street clothes, it's tough. I mean, I know they were both trying to coach on the sideline after you know each defensive series when the guys came off, but. You can only do so much, um, you know, street clothes. You, you've got to be out there on the field battling with your guys. And so I think it's going to be huge. And, and on top of that, I mean, not only are you missing their leadership, but you're missing their big play capabilities. And I think, you know, looking at Craig with, with the, that secondary, I think he would have had a direct impact on those guys, um, you know, on, last Saturday night against Nevada uh, and, and helping, you know, keep, keep the ball in front of them, but, but make an interception or make a key play at a certain time. And then Lonnie Fu, I, mean, I think we just missed his – we just miss his pass rushing abilities. Um, you know, and I think, his musk. And his, sure, his musk too. Yeah, that too. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, listen, I, I think you know, we keep talking about all these things. All BYU needs to do, and it sounds simple, but they just need to go gather around each other and, and really rally around each other and go up to Boise and just, just play a solid four-quarter game. I mean, they, they can't have these spurts where they have great quarters and then rough quarters, and they just need to put together one complete game. And if they if they do, I think they have a great shot at going up there and, and stunning this Boise State team. Um, but it's not going to be easy, and especially in the environment up there. Uh, but uh, you know, if there's anything they can do it, I think Bronco can rally the guys. I think uh, once again, these guys are humbled. Uh, I think they're willing to learn at this point and uh, willing to do whatever the coaches ask them because losing three games in a row uh, is not a good feeling. And and uh, you know, I remember losing two in a row, and it, it was a terrible feeling. Um, and uh, it's something you want to want to turn around. So hopefully they can. I, I think it's a great task at hand, and uh, if they can't go get that win, I, I think this season could turn into something uh, special and you could salvage kind of what's already gone on. David Nixon, BYU TV football analyst, former NFL and BYU linebacker on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, David, creating turnovers has been a severe issue for BYU, especially during this three-game losing streak. Take, take away the UCF game. I mean, even against Virginia and Houston, there, there were some issues there. They, they won those games, but they had Taysom Hill. So what's the minimum amount of turnovers that BYU needs to create to have success in the games that remain on the schedule? Well, being on the road in this particular game against Boise State, the team itself needs to be plus two in, in turnover margin. I think, I think looking back at uh, the last few games, um, I think Christian Schwartz becoming a uh, better game manager and the fact that he's, he's not turned the ball over as much, he's, he's uh, becoming more efficient. And, and, you know, of course he had the few fumbles um, against Nevada. but uh, 63 passes, no interceptions. Exactly, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. The fumbles are, are really him at the end of the play trying to trying to make something happen, and I I think he learns from those and realizes, look, when I'm trying to scramble, I've got to recognize that there's guys coming pursuing me from behind. They're gonna be trying to strip this ball out. He just needs to get rid of it. But the interception is what I'm really keen in on. The fact that you know, like you said, 63 passes, no interception. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, so I, I think the offense will, will will take care of the ball, but defensively. Uh, it just you know it just takes causing a few turnovers to to get that confidence back in those guys and 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 realize you know we've got playmakers we got guys that can do this and you just get they just need some spark of excitement I it, I know the media has been howling this defense um, the secondary especially uh, I know the the coaching staff's been frustrated because they 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 haven't been playing up to to really what their true ability is I mean we go back to before the season be, began and and we thought the secondary secondary might be one of the best we've had you know BYU's had in, in years. 
um, and they just haven't quite lived up to the hype. And so, really, all they need is some type of some some type of spark or something to get these guys uh, going again. Um, and then maybe that maybe that is a few interceptions, or maybe a punishing hit by by Bills, you know, or something to to kind of to get this team going, this defensive unit, uh, and then get you know get that confidence, get that swagger back. And then, man, uh, I think I think they could really be effective and um, you know have, have a good one. But Really, I think it comes down to uh, BYU has to be plus two, especially on the road in, in a hostile environment like uh, like Boise State. David Nixon, BYU TV analyst, former football player in the NFL and for the BYU Cougars. You can catch him on After Further Review tonight on BYU TV, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. David, thanks for the time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Up next, oh, you want to comment first? Oh, sir? my must comment. He, like, shed me and then got to the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he did right there. You try. You put up like, the block, huh? He got. He got around it. You got to throw a change up every now and then. Although that was more of a knuckleball. Coming up, college football insider and BYU national champion Blaine Fowler on the first thing he believes BYU has to fix. David Nixon said confidence. How do they salvage this season? Beat Boise State. That's a good start. This is BYU Sports Nation. I'm Paul Asike, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Welcome back to the show. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Women's soccer is live on BYU TV Thursday night, 9 Eastern time against Santa Clara. Watch Spencer Linton and company broadcast the game on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Yeah, Santa Clara, St. Clair. A West Coast Conference traditional powerhouse have had some struggles this year. They do have a decently high RPI. That's what BYU women's soccer needs is helping the RPI to bolster their at-large, I guess, strength of schedule. And uh, you had to go from there. But nine straight wins will get you noticed. No one breaks down women's soccer RPI like BYU Sports Nation. Boom. Nobody. That is right. Resetting today's trending topics. How about it starts with a wounded animal in BYU, but a win against Boise State would put the Cougars on the path? To most likely go eight and three heading into Cal. Talk about turning the season around and turning this show around. We welcome on Blaine Fowler, former BYU quarterback, college football expert, who has donned <laughs> the Jim the McMahon I saw, headband. I saw this here. I like this. This is nice. <laughs> In honor of Jimmy Mack. Oh, I'll yeah. take that off. We, we wore those the day of the Utah State. And game. that's just to prove right there that nothing can damage this hair. <laughs> Does anybody have better hair than Blaine See Fowler? That, I, the thing about this hair is it's just, it just wakes up like this, you know? Oh I can gosh. walk down a street and an anvil <laughs> could fall off the top of a building like on a cartoon. Yeah. And if it fell on this, it would just go boing. It would just go off. <laughs> when did, uh, what's better, your football career or your hair? My hair has had, was a lot longer lasting <laughs> than my football career. So. It withstood the test of time. Yeah, it's, it's just... <laughs> It just is always there. <laughs> it, it is always there. Hopefully always. It's never there. let me down. It just doesn't let me down. I'm not sure how we're going to transition out of this. I'm <laughs> trying to think of something super clever to say. Thing. The follicles of football are what we're discussing. So, right so no, here's the thing. This is your transition. My hair, my hair, it just doesn't change. And it's, it's simple. Just parted on the side. It's very simple. It's easy. My hair knows what to do. It doesn't get confused. I don't try to make it do things it's not capable of doing. Mm. And so it just, and so, so we transitioned this into football. We heard from Bronco. Who needs your transition? We heard from Bronco and we heard from Nick and we heard, heard from these guys that, you know what? 
we we have a good plan, but it's not being executed. And now this is this is multiple weeks in a row. It's not being executed. So assignment errors, guys. So is it time? for them to really simplify what they're doing. If they've had the injuries and the guys are too young, and Bronco mentioned in his in his uh, comments yesterday that he underestimated the youth and the inexperience of what he had on the defensive side. So, so the answer for youth and inexperience is always simplify. It's always make it easier. If, if you're teaching all you can during the week and they're just not getting it and they're still making errors in the game, then they need less. Yes. So, so – you know that that I think that we'll see a more simplified game plan as they go into Boise State, and and your theme for this one is how important is this Boise State game? Can change the season. This, it's, yeah. it's it's to me it becomes a must win game. Because this becomes BYU a must will, win game. BYU will win the three after that. If they yeah, li- there isn't any question, but nobody will care if they lose to Boise State. Nobody will care that they win the next three. That's right. But and, if they beat Boise State, now you're talking. You could be eight yeah, and three. If they beat Boise State and people go, okay, you know what? It took them a couple weeks to figure out how to manage through all these injuries, to figure out how to play without Taysom Hill, yeah. to figure out how to play with your fourth and fifth running back. To, there is forgiveness right. there. So it's all right. So there were some crazy things that were going on um, that were really out of everybody's control. These injuries are just – I've never seen anything like it. You know, who loses nine starters, basically? You, you, could, you could count 12, really, that are major contributors that have had injuries on and off through the last four weeks. So it's hard to recover from that. But, but people put all that behind them and say, okay, we get it. That was tough. They had to figure out how to deal with that. They had to figure out what to simplify. They had to figure out what they could do best with the guys that were playing. Now they're getting some of these guys back. They go and they beat Boise State on the road, who's playing pretty well right now. And uh, and then they easily win the next three. But now they got something positive, and they go into that Cal game with a chance there to all of a sudden, okay, this was a, this was a solid season, and go into a bowl game on, on a positive note. If they lose to Boise State – People are just going to go, well, yeah, of course they're going to win the next three games. Anybody could win the next three games, and, and that, that hurts. So I think that this is, this is a huge, huge matchup this week. Part of the frustration stems from the fact that it's not like BYU is getting blown out right now. They had double-digit leads in the last two games and lost. And so BYU is capable. It's a, it's a thing here or a thing there, despite all of these injuries. Yeah, and they, so I've been thinking, I was thinking about that during the weekend and thinking, okay, so why is BYU, even though they got all this youth and all that, why are they able to go get leads and then not sustain it? And, and one of the things that, that may come into play, I don't know, this is a theory. I'm throwing a theory out there. When you're running 100 plays, if, and I'm thinking about it, if I'm a quarterback and I'm playing against that defense, there's only so many things you can do defensively, even when it's not completely simple, even when you're trying to be complicated. If I've seen 60-some plays by halftime, I've got a pretty good feel for what they're doing on defense now. I got a pretty good feel for their tendencies and what's happening. Now we're getting into play 80 and 90. Um, where I'm because not only is BYU running a lot of plays, I'm running a lot of plays now too because they're not using a lot of time on the clock. Mm. The volume of mm. plays that BYU's defense is defending, I don't necessarily think it's about BYU getting fatigued. I think it's the offense is going. We know we what they're going to do. We've now adjusted to what they're doing pretty well. My keys as a quarterback, okay, when he does that, I know that this is what he's going to do. Can't BYU adjust, though, off the adjustment? Well, so now you've got, now you've got this either-or problem. It's like if you're really young and you're playing a lot of guys that you weren't going to play because you've got injuries, can you really do more? You know, can you mix it up even more, or do you have to have a simple game plan? And so, so I think there's just a lot of things that are impacting BYU's ability to defend for a full game. We got veteran guys, and you can change things up the whole game long, and you start throwing new things at them when you're defending play 65 and 70 and 75. 
that's one thing. But if you're really young and you're like, we've got to keep this thing simple, I think that offenses, once they've seen that defense for 60 plays in a game, they're starting to get a feel for how to attack that defense. You see it all the time, though. Look at an NFL game even. It seems like the teams stop each other for three quarters. Then they get into the fourth quarter, and now all of a sudden all the scoring happens. It's about now you're settling in offensively, and you've made adjustments, but you're also settling into the speed of the defense and what they do, and you're getting some of the keys, and you're starting to be able to understand where the holes are in the defense. And offenses are always more effective down the stretch if you watch an NFL game. So it shouldn't surprise you that that happens. But when BYU has a lead, they've got to be able to protect that lead is it slowing things down offense? I don't know what the answer is. I'm not, I don't have the answer here today. I'm just throwing out some theories yeah. on maybe why they have struggled down the stretch. And I think it's a combination of youth um, and having to be simple. I think they may even need to be more simple. And teams seeing a lot of that defense and adjusting to it as the game progresses. Blaine Fowler, BYU National Champion quarterback, dual threat analyst, as he was a dual threat quarterback on the field, has the best hair in the business <laughs> on BYU Sports Nation right now. Okay. You've talked about you don't know what the fix is in terms of what we just discussed, the number of plays that are being run and and how BYU adjusts there. What is something that BYU can fix that should be number one on the priority list this week? I I do think that that they need to reel in, and this is – you know, we're saying teams are going to just, I think they need to reel in what they're doing defensively so that they are absolutely certain that they can run it with a high execution level. So if they need to have – three less packages in defensively, but they're sure the five that they've got in can be run perfectly, then that, that's what they have to do. And I think that's what you'll see this week. So, so they need to evaluate what personnel are we going to have on the field and what can they handle. You know, we've gone into games with these eight different concepts defensively, and we haven't run it well. Um, maybe we need to go in with five this mm. week, and we need to run it well. And so I think it comes back to basics. It is almost like starting the season over. Mm-hmm. What, what do we need to do? And who are they going to have back this week? If Craig's going to be back, that changes things a little bit because Craig is somebody that settles the whole defense down, Bills. He makes calls. He gets guys in the right spot. So they're going to be better assignment-wise with him in there because he's, he's like a quarterback on the defense back there. You know, are they going to get him back? Is Levitt going to be back? Is Alani Fu you know, going to be back? And Alani Fu. You think back, people ask, why does BYU not have the pressure this year that they had last year? BYU's defense is not designed for the three inside guys to provide the pressure. It's, it's designed for those guys to be block eaters and your outside guys to provide pressure. When you had Kyle Van Noy on one side and Alani Fu on the other, teams had to make a decision. Gosh, we're going to double team Van Noy because he can just kill us. So we're going to be really aware of where he is, and we're going to keep a back end to chip him. And Alani Fu, you can't block one-on-one. So you had two guys that were really difficult to block one-on-one. So now you come into this year and you say, hey, we, we're going to have that again. You can't block Bronson Kafusi one-on-one, and you can't block Alani Fua one-on-one. So we got the same situation. We should be able to get pressure. Somebody off the edge is going to provide pressure. You'd and think. if the inside guys are pushing, then that pressure is going to force the quarterback to step up into those inside guys that are pushing. How many games have we had Bronson and Alani 100% healthy out on the field together this two year? Two or three, I believe. Two? Yeah. Two, I think. And so, so there's – I would say the number one source of your lack of pressure is that you don't have guys on both sides of the ball that a team comes into a game and says, we got to double-team both of these guys, and you can't double-team both of those guys. And yep. so that hurts. If they're both back, if Alani's back and, and Bronson's another week healthier, that changes the dynamic, of your, the dynamic of your pass rush. And having Craig in the back end changes. He covers up for some of the errors by making sure guys get the right call right before the snap and gets people in position to make plays. So – 
just by virtue of getting some guys back, we're going to see him be better. And, and from our understanding, most of those guys are going to be back this week, and that's going to help. And that's the number one storyline in the game to me. Will Jamal Williams, Lonnie Fua, and uh, Craig Bills play in the game? Because David Nixon told us the biggest thing the BYU needs right now, the BYU defense specifically, is confidence. Those guys just being out there, regardless of whether they're effective or not, will inject confidence, yes, it in, the rest, confidence. in the rest of yeah. the team. They'll, they'll play more aggressive. They'll play faster. And, and I think I maybe think they'll believe. The, the combination of that and maybe simplifying things a little bit, if you're thinking about, oh, wait a minute, what am I supposed to do when we make that check? Then you're not playing full speed. And so the guys have to be confident with what they're doing. And sometimes that's just Craig Bill saying to the corner, you know, looking over there and, and giving him a hand signal, verifying that, oh, that's right, that's what I have. Now I just go play full speed. That's all I've got to do. So – it's confidence, and it's knowing what you're supposed to do, and then you can play at full speed. If if you're thinking, then you're not playing full speed. You've got to just be reacting. And I, I've seen times this year when I feel like the defense is thinking, and then they're still making mistakes. And so we'll see. And you know what? Craig and Alani really are – I hate to prioritize, but the offense can get by okay without Jamal. They, they've shown Isn't that us that interesting? they can. We didn't. We didn't they, they maybe can, think that at the beginning. They can of the run year. the football fine. They can power it with the big boys. Nate Carter showed us that, that he he can be a weapon. He's got some bursts. Seven yeah. for eighty-seven. Yeah, and and so the defense. It's more important to get Alani and Craig back um, for that defense than anything else that they can get back from an injury perspective. Yeah. Blaine Fowler on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking about. The Cougars and the Broncos as we approach a Friday night game on ESPN 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time kickoff. Okay, Blaine, let's talk about the Broncos a little bit uh, in terms of what challenges they will present to BYU other than a ridiculously strong home field advantage, 88-4 and since the year 2000 on the Boise Blue. What challenges can Boise State bring to the table? Boise State's a balanced football team that has a good combination of the ability to run the football in a traditional run game. So Ajayi is a very, very good back. This is an NFL caliber back. And Boise State over the years has always been physical and good up front. So, so they come into this game averaging 194 yards a game rushing. That's a big challenge against a BYU defense that has been solid against, against been really the good. run. And then, and then Hedrick, I think, has been playing better in the last couple of weeks and really balancing things out because he's looking confident in the throw game. So what BYU has is they, they have a team that they're going to have to defend that doesn't rely on one thing. They, they can you start to take the run away, they're pretty comfortable throwing the football. You can take the pass away, they're pretty comfortable running the football. That's a big challenge. And it's, it's a confident team that plays really well at home. They expect to win home games on the blue turf. So it's a big challenge. It's a physical team, and it's a team that's playing with some confidence right now. All right, Blaine Fowler. You can catch him on After Further Review tonight on BYU TV, 8 Mountain, 8 Eastern, rather, 6 Mountain. All sorts of stuff to talk about tonight, Blaine. Yeah, we'll we'll be breaking it down. We'll we'll look at some good. They, you know, BYU does some good things. They did some good things in, in a loss. We'll look at the good things and we'll break down some of the things they can do better. Christian Stewart perhaps will be discussed. What can the quarterback do after two and a half games of starting as he heads off on the road one more time at Boise State? Talk about think about the the road that he's had. Hey, go play at Central Florida, home to Nevada, and now you got to go to Boise State. Bring it on, man. 408 and 4 TDs again. Let's go. What remedy would you prescribe for BYU football? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. After further review, back on the air tonight, we just talked to Blaine Fowler and David Nixon. You'll see both of them breaking down BYU and Nevada, getting you set for 
Boise State and the Cougars, their chance to turn the season around. 8 Eastern time tonight on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today, what remedy would you prescribe for BYU football? Let's get to some of your tweets right now. Tweet, tweet. At Hasro24, some of Michael's secret stuff, that from Space Jam, I believe. Nice. Right? Michael Jordan? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Or a trip to Oz with the Scarecrow to get some heart. If I were the king of the forest. <laughs> rough. That's, that's what BYU needs. <laughs> that's the remedy? BYU's got, l- listen, BYU has the tools to beat Boise State. I know that BYU's lost three games in a row. BYU didn't get blown out in the last two games. The Utah State game's an anomaly. Taysom's out, BYU gets hurt. It blew up in BYU's face, right? But UCF is a game that BYU led in, lost in overtime in. Uh, the Nevada game, BYU is up by 15 at half. They lose it. There are thing, little things to me that BYU can do without Craig Bills, Alani Fuad, Jamal Williams, and win at Boise State. Now you put those guys in. I, granted, BYU's going to have to play a really solid game. I think be plus two in turnover margin. Christian Stewart's going to have to have a similar performance, minus the fumbles. Can the defense tweak a couple things here and there? BYU's right here, really close from winning the last couple of games and beating Boise State. Think about what Christian Stewart has been asked to do. I touched, I touched on this briefly before we went to break. Okay, his first start comes at UCF on a Thursday night, short week, in Florida. Three touchdowns, one pick. Right? They're in position to win that game. His, his, his TD, okay, the two starts, TD to interception ratio, 7-1 to one right now. I have that as excellent, Jerem. And he's thrown for 500-something, right? 408 and four TDs. By the way, he set the single-game play record for BYU. He was involved in 79 plays, 16 rush, 63 pass. That broke Taysom's record last year. Christian Stewart, I don't see him throwing for 400 at Boise, per se. But if he goes uh, you know, 250, 275, and BYU can run the ball, goes 200-plus, BYU will be in position to win this game. But, but the big question, to, I don't think people are worried about the offense. I think it's, will the defense limit Boise State? Will the defense create turnovers that will give BYU shorts fields like UCF in that third quarter? At Ben underscore M underscore Johnson says, playing each down with passion. With passion. They're trying to minimize yes. that window. Okay, everyone's got the wide-angle lens going. It's like, no, just win the moment. Not win the day, not win the hour. Win the moment. Win the play. Each down with passion. I like that. Sports sweet. psychology. Dr. Craig Manning's got a busy week. At Crazy Cook Fanatic. Bionic ankles for every player. Oh, man. Can we just make everyone like RoboCop? We learned yesterday 24 ankle injuries on the BYU football That's team. That's stupid. 24. <laughs> 20, wow. Jack Bauer. The most injury-plagued team in all of college football, just surely by the number. Up next, Fear the Beard in Pittsburgh and a Jimmer update. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. We welcome you back, my friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B. You know what time it is. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the NFL. Fear the beard. Brett Kiesel had a tackle and an interception in the Steelers' 30-23 victory over J.J. What? And the Texans on Monday Night Football. Cougars in the association. Jimmer Fredette scored four points in only six minutes in the Pelicans' 88-84 win over the Washington Wizards. Brandon Davies had six points, six rebounds, and five assists for the Philadelphia 76ers in an 11-point loss to the Nets. Women's basketball. And six fouls. 
Some preseason honors for BYU is the College Sports Madness. The College Sports Madness. Names Jeff Judkins as their WCC Preseason Coach of the Year and the Preseason Player of the Year, Lexi Eaton. Nice. Women's Volleyball. BYU dropped to number 12 in the latest AVCA poll after a five-set loss at San Diego last weekend. The setback also snapped an 11-game win streak for the Cougars. BYU still leads the WCC and hosts LMU this Thursday in the Smith Fieldhouse. Future guest, Bob Beeler, the voice of Beeler. Boise State Bronco football on the radio. He will join us tell us what to expect on the blue turf, other than Boise State thinks they're going to win because they're 88-4 and four since 2000. Of course they do. Michael, Elisa, and Bronco Mendenhall, a part of BYU football all-access, that coming later this week. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And it goes to... Brett Kiesel, because that was awesome. Hey, 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 a former Cougar in the NFL doing something. That's fantastic. I wish there were more. Ziggy Ansah and Kyle Van Noy on the cusp of something pretty good. Kyle uh, apparently is is practicing and looking good. So uh, they're hopeful to get him out on the field for the first time as a Detroit Lion. Uh, Ziggy's playing hard again. This new generation of uh, former Cougs in the NFL. Let's go, baby. Let's do this. Brett Kiesel's from the old guard. This might be his last year. Grable, Wyoming. <laughs> what remedy would you prescribe for BYU football? Back to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. At Billy Wonka, only one remedy ever works. More cowbell. I got a fever! <laughs> That's exactly right. Someone tweeted in, it's working quite nicely for Mississippi State, which is true. The yeah, number yeah, one team in America. Yeah, it prior great for them, too. At Cold Pizza 26, Jeremy Pads is the solution. And... Thanks to David Nixon, Blaine Fowler, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. Where'd the football go? I don't know. Throw the rugby ball. I, I can't throw it like a rugby ball. I'm not going to do it. Show on demand on BYUSportsNation.com and BYUTV.org slash DVR. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Justin Lutgerot. BYU nice. Sports Nation, back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern.